the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, it's more than football. It's making a difference through football. Stay tuned for the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Well, hey, hey, welcome into the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. I'm your co-host, David Wyatt. Another great show in store for us. And today, LeVon, what is on your mind, my brother? Well, David, you know, my heart is saddened because I lost a not only a wonderful teammate, but a wonderful friend in Kevin Green, Hall of Famer, played with us for three years. We actually, with myself, Kevin, Chad, Greg Lloyd, was really the originators of the Blitzburg defense. And uh, Kevin, if you've ever met him, was a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, he left behind a, a beautiful wife, Tara, his daughter, Gabby, and his son, Gavin. And uh, my prayers are out to them. If you if you ever known anything about Kevin Green, you would really enjoy him. A great, great, solid man. Well, you know, getting to know you over the last couple of years, I have heard you talk about uh, the Blitzburg defense, yes. and of course Kevin Green and Chad Brown and Greg Lloyd, and yeah. and uh, and certainly sorry for your loss. I, I know that uh, that news came in while we were together. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I was watching a little bit of the YouTube. You know, it's so cool. I pulled up the. Uh, Inside uh, Blitz with LeVon Kirkland podcast. Oh, okay. My, my, my dad came over and showed me how to get uh, YouTube, if you can imagine that, on my sling. So your dad taught you how to do it? I mean, you know, my dad. Your dad is more tech. <laughs> your dad has more tech. Uh, he's more tech savvy than you. Well, you know what? I guess that's a good point. But, uh, hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But I was watching that uh, YouTube, and, uh, golly, you look good on that show, by the way. It looks Thank great you very on much. the TV. I appreciate if you it. Had, if, hey, if you hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. Do it, but and I and I put in Levon Kirkland, and so after I watched the show, I was like, man, this is great. I was like, I wonder what this is, and I found uh, there was a, a a clip that was out there on TV about uh, you guys and 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 all four of y'all right. with Dick LeBeau. You familiar with that oh, one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the um, I think they were really rating the linebacker groups over the years. Yeah, yeah. That that's we right. happen to be um, in. We happen to top be top ten. Top ten, number seven. Number seven, yes. linebacking core of all time. All times, man. It was a lot of fun playing with those guys. And you know, this week I kind of reminisce a whole lot about Kevin and the group. And it was kind of funny because we were like going to get together. We did a Zoom call, and we were all four of us was like, "Hey, we need to do a dinner and get together, talk about old times." And you know, his untimely pass. And mm. it really goes to show you that. You really got to love people right now. You got to make sure you show them their flowers while they're living. And yeah, it was uh, it was tough, but um, I have a lot of great memories about Kevin, and that's what's going to carry us. That's good. Yeah, you're right. The 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 you know what's going on in uh, this world, and and uh, you're not promised tomorrow. And I'm really sorry for your loss. And I did enjoy watching yeah. uh, that and others. Uh, so tell me about what was it like playing with Kevin Green? I mean, that guy, he he seemed like just, what did Dick LeBeau call him? the Crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. Yeah, you know, Kevin was, uh, he presented himself as a wild man. He had the long, flowing, blonde hair. But he was a military man. Hmm. He was a great husband, great father, very disciplined guy. And if you ever, I went to his house. His garage was like the cleanest garage I ever seen in my entire life. I mean, you can eat a cheeseburger <laughs> off the floor. I mean, I'm like, oh my goodness. But that's how Kevin was. I mean, his locker was just 
perfectly neat. He was a very disciplined guy. He really showed me how to watch film. So although he had that long blonde hair and you thought he was a wild man, he was kind of the opposite of that. That's awesome. You know, yeah. great coaching, and you guys had some great coaching there. Uh, was it Cowart was your was your coach? Um, Bill Cowart was my head coach. We had guys like Dick LeBeau, who actually made the Hall of Fame. Him and Bill Cowart was in the Hall of Fame. Yep. We had guys like Dom Capers, Marvin Lewis, John Mitchell. We had a great, great coaching staff, and it goes along to say what the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the Roonies being the owners, and um, the GM we had at the time, Tom Donahoe, was really great, and they really assemble a great cast, and I think when you're talking about leadership, you're talking about business, you have to be able to surround yourself with great people. Well, you've been around a lot of great leaders. I did have the pleasure of meeting uh, both uh, Dan Rooney and uh, his son, both working with uh, the, the, the organization and what a great leadership that was. And of course, prior to that, you had the opportunity to see some folks get ready for some bowl games. Yes. And, and we're that that season is amongst us. Let's talk a little bit about bowl game preparation. And this is a sports and leadership show. Yes. So what, what can you tell us about, you know, getting ready uh, for the bowl game? Well, you know, Danny Ford did an excellent job as far as getting us ready for bowl games. If you look at his record, I mean, it was really Laverne Kirkland. <laughs> He, he did an impressive job as far as getting us ready for bowl games. And if you look at his record as far as bowl season, he did really well against teams like Oklahoma, Penn State. Uh, we played guys like that, and we end up winning those games. And what Danny Ford did was he kind of made it uh, another season. Hmm. You know, so we went down there maybe two weeks ahead of time. Um, we didn't go home for Christmas, so we were down there practicing. We talked about that and last week. It, it was like <laughs> it was like two days. It was kind of tough, but I guarantee you, we were ready for the um, the game, and normally we came out very successful. You know, preparation, as you've talked about many a times on this show, is such a key to success right. in life. And, mm -hmm. and so what you're telling me is Coach Ford, when it came to preparation. Yeah, man, Coach Ford, was uh, he was very clever. And he, he did the all shucks, you know, youngsters. But I'm telling you, the man was really smart. Another he knew crazy how, like a fox. Yeah, a crazy like a fox knew how to prepare us. And I, I think anytime you're a team or a company, it's all about preparation, going into the, you know, seeing the future and how you're going to prepare for it. And get Getting ready for it, and um, we were always ready. Any particular bowl, bowl game opponents that come to mind when uh, you think about it? Yeah, man, for me, it was uh, West Virginia in 1989. They had a guy named uh, Major Harris. Major Harris. And Major Harris was second in Heisman. And everybody was like, how in the world are you going to stop this guy? I mean, everybody was saying that. But we had a tremendous defense, especially our linebacker crew. And you know, after we watched the film, we understood some of your teammates. Well, we had guys like Wayne Simmons, um, Wayne. rest in peace, Wayne Simmons, Ashley Shepard, John Johnson, and those were just the outside linebackers. Then you had Ed McDaniels, wow. who had a great pro career. Chester McLaughlin, who had a great pro career. Uh, we had guys like Brenton Buckner. We had an All American, who's about only six foot, Rob Bodine. Mm. He's a Hall of Famer at Clemson. Uh, we had Dexter Davis, Jerome uh, Jerome Henderson. Both of those guys played in the NFL. So y'all were stacked. We were <laughs> loaded. We really were, and uh, it was so a. So tell us about that, Major Harris. Did he? What was you know? Man, Major Harris had a tough time. <laughs> He had a tough time. His time was so tough that I know a lot of people remember his mother being interviewed by ESPN, and she's like, they need to get my baby out of here. 
They are killing. They're not protecting him. He needs to leave right now. And uh, it was kind of a fun game because this guy was really one of the best college players during that time. Great player. Great. Sorry about that, Miss Harris. Great players, but we did a tremendous job of stopping him. It was a lot of fun, and I saw him later on when I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's from Pittsburgh, okay. and he's like, man, you guys absolutely killed me. And, you know, it was like, hey, man, we're just doing, just doing our job, just yeah. doing our job, just uh, trying to make things happen, but uh, it was a lot of fun. It That's really fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you know, doing our job, it's about time we put our good friend Mikey Football to work. So let's go see what Mikey Football has in store for us today. As you may know, there are 16 Coastal Carolina players on the Sun Belt All-Conference team. But what you may not know is that there are 11 others from South Carolina on that team. They are Noah Hanna from Greer, Sam Pinckney from Greenwood, DeMarco Jackson from Spartanburg, Rashad Bird from North Augusta, Quay White from Greer, Malik Williams from Chester, Roger Carter from Columbia, Shai Wirtz from Clinton, or Newberry High School, Malik Sumter from Irmo, and Anthony Wilson from Columbia. All these guys are on our Blanchard Rogers Trophy Watch List. Hi, this is Levon Kirkland, and I've gotten to know my co-host David Wyatt pretty well over the years. And I trust him and the Wyatt Law Firm, and you should too. For litigation and business dispute, you want a real quarterback in the courtroom you need to contact my co-host, David Wyatt, and the Wyatt Law Firm. Find them at seblawfirm.com, sports, entertainment, and business. Hey, David, speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, look at this nice card I got from Greta and Art Rooney II. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah. Man, the, 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 that is a, one of the historic teams, you know, in the game, and, and they sent you a, a, a Christmas card? Well, I mean, I, I played there for nine years, so they should have sent me something. <laughs> I was I actually opened it up and did like this. Hey. <laughs> I guess those checks are those check days are over with. Well, you know, I noticed that Mikey Football brought that card into you, and it looked like it might have been a little tampered with. We uh, might need to inspect it. I think that. somebody opened the card first <laughs> yeah, before I looked at it. Might have put the slip on you. Yeah, I think they I think they might have took the yellow check that we used to get. <laughs> they took that out and put the card back. Yeah. I tell you what, those game checks were something nice, weren't they? You know, the first time I got one, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah, I know, I know why I play football now. <laughs> yes, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Well, I tell you what. You. Speaking of awesome, that is awesome. But right. this next interview with Coach Dave Roberts, oh, yeah, man, what a legend of the game from South Carolina and played at Wade Hampton, coached at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. coached with Lou Holtz at South Carolina, and just has been a great ambassador. Oh, yeah. He helps out so many people, and uh, yeah. and it's a great interview. So excited to have him no question about in it. studio with us. I think that's our first season two in-studio guest. Yeah, he was tremendous. I mean, especially some of the recruiting stories he talked oh, about. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. great. That's going to be great. So let's go to it. LaVon, I mean, what an awesome honor it is to have Coach Roberts with us today. No no question about it. Instead of us going to the Curry PA guest line, 
our guest is actually here. Coach Roberts, how you doing, my friend? I'm glad. Glad to be here. Man, glad to have you here. Glad to be here with legends. Yeah, legends? I'm, I'm, I include well, both you guys. You <laughs> both of us? Thank you, because we really appreciate that. And your your check is in the mail, trust me. <laughs> so, Coach, you know, we like to talk to some of the greats in South Carolina that's been affiliated with our great state. Now, Coach, tell us a little bit about your football background background, and who got you into coaching. Went to Wade Hampton High School. I coached at Wade Hampton for a while. I was, I was at Wade Hampton with right. Mule Lawless and Steve Satterfield when there was first-year school, no practice field, no weights, no anything. Mm-hmm. I went to a small school called Western Carolina in Cullowee, North Carolina. Western, yes. And and what position did you play? I played linebacker, and had a great career. Had fun. Had a lot of great teammates that have gone on to be really successful people. And then I I, I decided to coach football for because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I said I'll coach football. And Ron Autry was the head coach at McCormick High School. And so he said, why don't you come down here and be an assistant? And I said, this will be great. Right. So I went to McCormick, and, you know, McCormick's is about the size of this table, and they have one red light. And, <laughs> and, 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 Did you run your 40 in McCormick? <laughs> that's right. You're, you're right. And so I was in McCormick at being an education major in history. I got a chance to teach biology, which I couldn't spell biology. So, so, so that was obviously a problem. So I was in biology and coaching football and and uh, I had a great time because there was nothing to do. Right. But but coach football and spend time because the, there was one little trailer, a little truck stop, and and so I spent two years at McCormick, South mm-hmm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then my biology, I said, I gotta gotta get out of this because this this can't I can't have a career in biology right. because <laughs> I I've gotta do that. better. Yes. So I sent out 500 letters mm-hmm. to coaches across the country to be a graduate assistant, and I got two responses. And Paul Dietzel helped me with one of them, who was the coach at South Carolina, right. and that was at Western Michigan, and the other was Roy Kidd at Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So. Eastern Kentucky was closer, so I decided to go to Eastern Kentucky and be a graduate assistant and try to see if I could get on the college level. And wow. so that was that's how I got started. Man, that's a that's amazing, Coach. That really is. I mean, five hundred letters though. Oh yeah, nobody would respond to you because you know if you played like yourself at Clemson and had a big name, they would know you. Right. When like you're at, yes, yeah, like him. When you're at Western Carolina, they don't even know where it's at. So I had to send the letters out, and and I said somebody's gonna right. respond to me, and and they did, and and it was uh, the right guy at the right time. Right. I mean, Roy Kidd was a legend at Eastern Kentucky, and he taught me a lot. I mean, he he was. Uh, he was he was good, and then I had a chance to coach. You guys won't remember there was a guy named Wally Chambers who played was the sec I guess the ninth player picked in the first round played with the Bears, okay. and I had Wally and Eddie Huffman, and I had great players at Eastern Kentucky. So I thought, hey, this is going to be pretty easy. These guys, yeah. you know, they they just happened to be really good players. Right. So that was a fun experience. Well, tell us a little bit more. Uh, do you have a story about the game of football that? Really I'll tell could... you what, Coach. Kid, I'll tell you two, two, two great stories. Coach Kidd, my first game, 
My first game, I had Wally Chambers, and we were we were in the OVC and playing Tennessee Tech. And Wally didn't play very well, mm-hmm. and and Coach Kidd called me in, and 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 I learned I learned something very fast from him. He said, "Dave, how do you like this college game?" And I said. I love it. He said, well, you better coach this guy a lot harder or you won't be in it past next week. And, and, and I knew right then. And I went to Wally and I said, Wally, you're going to play a lot better real quick because yeah. I'm not going to be here next week if you don't. And, and that, was a, that was a tremendous lesson for me because I said, all right, I got to get it done. And then right. my first, first day with Coach Holtz, he assigned me something to do. And he said, take your time doing it. And I said, okay. And the next morning he asked me if I had it done. Wow. And, and, and I said, no. And he said, well, if, if you can't do it, I don't need you here. And, and I learned two great lessons right then. If, mm-hmm. if somebody says do something, you better better go do it do right it away right now, yes. and better have an answer quickly, yes. even if it's the wrong answer. So I learned two, <laughs> two, two, two great experiences with me stuck home for a long time. And so they, they were great. Tell us a little bit about Lou Holtz. I mean, we, we see him on television. and He was an amazing, amazing, motivating guy. I know one story at Notre Dame. He came in and he said, we got to put a skid on. The players are too tight, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it as coaches. And and, he, and and we did. And so we all dressed up as different things, and I was supposed to bring a knife in and slam it down on the table and yell, Coach Holtz is crazy and all that. And he said, what do you think? Will it work? I said, no. This was the worst idea <laughs> I've ever seen. And I said, I wouldn't do it, Coach. And so he said, well, we're going to do it. So we put it on before we play Southern Cal, and right. the players are falling out into the you know Friday night, and they're looking at this, and they're laughing and joking. And I said, he comes up with some of the craziest things wow. that uh, that. But he so was put on a skit, a skit, and it worked, and yeah. it worked, it worked, it worked. We had a camp where we were at Culver Military, and he had bonfires in the middle of August, and we were going to re- roast marshmallows with with our players. This is Notre Dame now. Right. And it was so hot, we all all the players slept on the ice rink. Wow. They had an ice and except for him. And we're griping, you know, Lou Holson. He said, I'm up here in the air conditioning watching TV, and you, you guys sleep on the ice rink. So we have a big old bonfire, Lamont, that's about the size of – you know, one story, and they're right. burning. I said, cook it, marshmallows. This is 100 degrees. <laughs> so he comes up, and there's a little lake, and he comes up dressed like George Washington and has the two captains on a boat, and they're rowing the boat, and I'm sitting there going, oh, this is nuts. This right. is, and, you know, I'm one of the coaches. And so he gets out, and he stands up, and they pull the boat up and throw the boat on the bonfire. Right. And I'm sitting there, this guy's lost his mind. And we're at Notre Dame. He's lost his mind. Right. And he said, we never surrender and we never go backwards. Right. And I remember that. I said, what a dang good point that yeah. that was. He said, they no turning back now. Right. They burned the boat. Burned the boat. Burn and the so, boat. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. I mean, we're having so much fun talking with you. Yeah. We are. You are a great storyteller. So tell us a little bit about Baylor and how that experience was for you. Baylor was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Notre Dame and they offered me the job and and it was a very hard time because they hadn't been very successful. Right. And the players, when I first got there, 
told me we weren't going to practice but an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. Players told you that. The players told me that, and I said, hmm. well, you probably ought to transfer because we'll be finished warm-up <laughs> in an hour and a half. And, and they didn't have the three-hour rule then. Right. So, so it was interesting. Uh, we had we sent quite a few players uh uh, didn't didn't like it and left and it was a hard it was it was fun because mm-hmm. the players that stayed weren't very talented but they right. were great kids and 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 I will tell you a funny story. Okay, tell us. Okay, we're playing Nebraska mm-hmm. and and that the schedule at Baylor the athletic director wasn't the smartest guy in the world because he had <laughs> Notre Dame. We had Nebraska, we had Miami, Florida, we had Texas, wow. we had Texas A&M right in a row. Wow. And so, That's so it's hitting the bus all right there. Michigan and Nebraska were co-national champions, right. and we were playing them back-to-back. Mm. Well, Tom Osborne, when I was the head coach at Northeast Louisiana, which was Louisiana Monroe, called me up and said, I've got two players from Louisiana. We're over scholarship at Nebraska. Can mm-hmm. you take them? We need you to take them and help us immediately. And I said, I'll be glad to take them. <laughs> so it was great. So they transferred in, and they played well. So we're going out before the game, and they're they're 7-0, and we're 1-2 or two and whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, Coach Osborne. And, and I said, you remember me? He said, not really. And I said, I'm the guy at Louisiana that took two of your players that you needed really good help on, um, mm. you know, and I helped you. And I said, don't forget that at the end of this game. <laughs> and, and they were good. Yes. Oh, they were good. I mean, yeah. the first play of the game, I think they knocked ten players down. And we had one guy standing, and the guy runs for 80 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> but at the end of the game, mm-hmm. at the end of the game, we scored three touchdowns right. and and made it. Yeah, it was like 40-something to 28. And after the game, he came over and he said, was that good enough to help you? Wow. And I said, "Ooh, yeah, that was good enough yeah. to help me." And that was, that was, that was a neat, neat Tom Osborne story. Hope, man, if Coach Roberts had a few more quarters, he might have taken this game. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, but, but they were good. And right. so, so, but the Baylor experience was. I learned one thing about me, which which I felt really good about. I had a athletic director said you need to fire this coach and I said I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's not your decision that's my decision so if you want to get rid of you need to get rid of all of us because right. because you're not going to come in and listen to some somebody who gives you a little bit of money and and so that was a great experience that I learned you know that you have to stand up for what you believe in right. even if you if you think you're right you got to stay with it, and mm-hmm. you know, and it turned out it turned out good. Baylor was a fun experience, but uh, when he said that, I knew uh, I knew that it was uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't going to be a fit for me. You came to South Carolina. Y'all did recruit some incredible players there. What was the key to that? Well, it's what I believe in. South Carolina football is really great, right. but a lot of it is rural football. Mm-hmm. So. I can remember the story, and, and, and I, I would tell this to Coach Holtz. I said there was a player from St. Stephen, South Carolina, named Lance Legree. Right. And Lance had been offered by Presbyterian when I was at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I went down and watched him play basketball, and I said, God, this guy can play at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I told Coach Holtz, he said, who's recruiting him? I said, Presbyterian. I think we can beat them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, are you kidding? I said, no. 
there, and we took him, and he spent nine years with the Giants, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and once Notre Dame offered him, of course, every, there's so many good players in South Carolina that mm-hmm. don't that are rural, are not that, that get left out. So when we got to South Carolina, we went 0 and 11 right, the yeah. first year, and Coach Holt said, "What do we do?" I said. Take South Carolina and do two things. Take the number twos, mm-hmm. and because you're not going to get the number ones, they're not coming. But take the number twos from small places right. and develop them. And then let's go to the coaches and let's help the coaches. If somebody doesn't qualify, let's help them place these players in junior colleges. And we probably place 70 right. out all over the country. And I said, they'll remember that mm-hmm. when you get good enough to help you cuz cuz right now I mean you're not and so we took a lot of number 2s mm-hmm. that were really good players right. I mean they just weren't big enough and and played at maybe small schools and then in turn we just developed toughness and said okay let's go play and let's go coach and you know I think South Carolina football is a lot like Louisiana football right. you know there are a lot of good players mm-hmm. uh I told I told Coach Mushjap he was laughing at me and, and he said uh, he said what would you do in recruiting I said I go find out who Appalachian is recruiting because they beat you last year and they got <laughs> seven, they got seven starters from South Carolina right. and I go find out who they're recruiting because they know how to develop them somehow and, yeah. and I mean they're really good players so you know you, you don't get caught up in the five star and four mm-hmm. star you got to take what you think and develop them. And when you do that, uh, you can win. Right. You can win at South Carolina, but 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 you got to be patient and you got to take time to develop it. Now I'm a little biased. Was John Abraham amongst one of those guys that you guys yeah. recruited? Yeah, John yeah. Abraham came in and, ooh, he was ooh, he was coming off the edge, and I said, ooh, this this, <laughs> th- th- this guy this guy's really good. But yeah. we had we had a Trey Pennington who's here in town right. was a tight end that played at. Uh, uh, West Side, mm-hmm. and he was six four, about two twenty, and and those are the kind of kids. I think when we first got there, we should recruit because they love South Carolina. Right. They're from South Carolina, and they'll play hard for South Carolina. And you're not gonna, you may recruit a star like Levon Kirkland, and and but he's not gonna come when you're zero and eleven. But but. If you're seven and four or eight and four, you may have a chance, right. and so, so that's how we that's how we did it. But South Carolina football is incredible. Right. Well, coach, I was one of those guys, Dale. I, was I know you were way back when. And, oh, you know, I know. All that happened. And... Coach Ford's told me your stories a bunch. <laughs> but there's 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 people like you. Yeah. I mean, a maybe lot. not quite as talented, but there's people in this state that need opportunities, whether mm-hmm. they go to smaller schools. Or they go to Clemson and South Carolina. Like I had a great career at Western Carolina. It was great, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it and had fun. And I said, you don't have to always play at Clemson or right. South Carolina. You can go to Wofford. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a what a great school or yes. Furman. And yeah, all good. South stuff. Carolina State. And so, you know, there's opportunities. You just have to find your niche and be happy where you are. Now, Coach, I, I know we have uh, a little bit of an NFL connection with the Steelers. I, I got to tell you a couple great stories okay. with the Steelers. I love great stories. This is, this I is, love great stories. This is really cool. I'm a coach at South Carolina, mm-hmm. and one of the Roonies, I think Rooney the third, right, right, was 
Is it Dan or R? The son. It was the son. So they put him in Charlotte. Right. And they said, you go be a scout. Mm-hmm. And it, so I'm take, I'm in charge of the pro scouts at South Carolina. So he comes in and says, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I said, let me help you. Right. I said, he said, yeah, I mean, you're going to own this team someday or be right. part of it. And so, so uh, I took a lot of time with him. And this is how I feel about the Steelers. And so I had a friend here in town named Gordon Gibson who, mm-hmm. who played at South Carolina and played with me at Wade Hampton. Uh, was son was getting married in Pittsburgh, and he called me and said, "We need we we don't have anything to do." And I said, "Okay, let me let me make a call to Mr. Rooney." And I right. said, "Hey, I need a favor returned." And he said, "You name it." I said, "I got a, a wedding coming to Pittsburgh. Can they come over on Friday and tour the facility, and you mm-hmm. be there and and take care of them?" And uh, we had a wedding party come over to the Steelers facility, and and. Uh, so that was a highlight. Forget the wedding. They right. had a great time. Yeah. The, Steel- the Steelers were just just opened it up and mm-hmm. were great. And this summer, uh, one of my first one of my first uh, person that I ever offered a job to when I was the head coach at Western Kentucky was a receiver coach named Daryl Drake. Okay, yeah, Drake. And, yeah. and, and Daryl uh, coached with me at Western Kentucky and then Baylor. Then he went to Texas and the Bears. And, coach, I coached with Drake. With the Arizona Cardinals. Well, so I know Drake very well. So, so Coach Drake passed away. Yeah, he did. And so we all go up to, to outside of Nashville and and see his wife and the kids and all those players come in, and and you just wonder what kind of mark you make on somebody. And Coach Drake was, you know, about six months before he, before he passed, he called me up and he said. And you don't hear from these guys. Right. So I just want to thank you for everything you did. And I said, oh, what did I do for you? you. <laughs> yeah. and, and what a great coach and what yeah, a great guy. Really and, and and that was that was cool. But the Steelers. Uh, any players? Uh, you ever uh, coach any of their players? Well, we had at Northeast Louisiana, that I took a John David Crow spot who won the Heisman Trophy for Coach Bryant. Mm-hmm. And then Pat Collins, and there was quarterbacks named Bubby Brister, Bobby, and and, and Stan Humphrey who played for the Chargers, and uh, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Eagles. Right. Uh, I can remember when when Doug was playing, he said, "Are you going to throw it?" And I and I said, "Well, I don't know." And he said, "I, I want. I came somewhere to throw it. In our mm-hmm. first game, we threw seventy-one passes <laughs> for six hundred yards." I said, "What do you think about that, Doug? How's your arm feeling?" And, and 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 so, so Bubby, Bubby and Stan and all the quarterbacks plus the Louisiana Tech quarterbacks would come back at at in the summers mm-hmm. at noon. And they would throw and throw, and so you'd be out there. Mm. You'd be out there with, uh, you know, Bradshaw would show up on an occasion and wow. work with some people, and you know, all these little school quarterbacks were showing up, and they were throwing. And I said, you don't have to worry about getting your receivers to run rounds. Mm. Just come out there and let them. Let, you know, Bubby throw a 190 pound oh, hour yeah. fastball, and yeah, and, and Humphreys, yeah. they he was big as a house, and and so. It was that was a fun thing, but the Steelers, you know, when you were there, mm-hmm. you knocked everybody out. I tried to. Coach. You knocked everybody. It was out. my job. It was my job. <laughs> you you my knocked job. everybody out. I mean, it was, it was funny. I mean, it, it was. Uh, 
The Steelers, what a great organization. No question. Let me, let me ask you about this. That Steelers, but you just mentioned Doug Peterson, and, and uh, he, you coached Peterson, obviously taught him some good things. Uh, have you seen him since they won the Super Bowl? My son, my son, I, I coached him and his brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. And his brother was a heck of a tight end, but my son went up to the Alabama clinic. My son's a high school coach in Slidell, and they had Doug at the clinic, and Doug son plays for louisiana monroe okay he's he's going to be a player oh really yeah and so so they have they have us coming back to help them raise money you know for for some of the small schools and 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 uh we talked to him because deuce staley's also up there that's right you know on the the staff with the eagles and so coach deuce as well deuce and then before before they left, David Culley, I don't know if you remember. I, know, David, I remember David Culley. David Why Culley, coach? David Culley yes. was another first. I hired David Culley when I was the head coach at Western Kentucky. Wow. And he's with the Ravens now. Mm-hmm. And he'd been with with Andy Reid for about 15 years right. with, with Philadelphia. So so it, well, there was a connection there that was that's really cool. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy for Doug when he won the Super Bowl. That's mm. incredible. But as you know, in the NFL, it's what have you done for me for lately? Me lately yes. <laughs> Coach, it was a wonderful opportunity to be sitting beside you. Thank you so much for this interview. One of our first interview, a live interviews in our second season. Yep. So we really honor you. Thank you so much. And everything you do for the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame is a plus for us. Um, you can come back anytime. Thank you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Parm Smith and Archenhold. Well, I tell you what, LeVon Kirkland, yes. this is our quick hits segment. A little mm-hmm. bit different because bit, we're yes. not acting today, but we're bringing in somebody who's been with our organization for a long time, mm-hmm. Errol Thomas. Thank you for being a part of our show. Now tell no us, problem. could you I'm tell encouraged. us? I'm like, I'm like your shirt. I'm encouraged. You encouraged? You like that, huh? <laughs> well, for a small fee, you can have one of these shirts also. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I like the encourage, educate, and is it empower? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, thank like. you very much. We appreciate it. Now tell us uh, a little bit more about choices, please. Well, uh, like I say, uh, actually, it goes way back to Clemson and. Uh, Dr. Barbara Kennedy Dixon was one mm-hmm. of my first mentors. And so once I, she mentored me, she allowed me to mentor some names that I could say that you probably know, but I won't, you know, name people. But the fact is, it, it really hooked in my spirit. And so I began to do that, married my wife. And in about uh, 98 or so, uh, when we really got together, my wife and I, she said, I see that, that that's your passion. So let's get a name, let's get it registered, et cetera. So about 98 or so, then 2003, we got it uh, registered with the Secretary of State. And so the bottom line is so many people like Dr. Barbara Kennedy Dixon had helped me that mm-hmm. I felt the very least that I should do is do the same for others. And that was really the birth in the, uh, as I like to say, the spirit of choices. Can you tell us some of the services that you guys provide? It's The acronym spells a bad word, but it's A-A-S-S, but however. But it's <laughs> academic, athletic, social, and spiritual balance. See, okay. and so uh, my goal was to make sure people had mentors, that good kids had mentors and tutors to become great. And so that really was my motivation because I really lacked no guidance or no, I didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. There were so many people there for me that 
I just figured we needed to try to do the same for others. Thank you so much for providing us the information about choices. Uh, we know how to get in contact with you. I mean, it's a great program. Thank you so much for providing it for our students. And, you know, we, we'll talk about the shirt. We'll get you one. We'll hook you up, all right? <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Thank I you. So, all right. Thank all right. you so much. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Errol right. Thomas with Choices, and as he said, part of the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame family. Everyone wants to be a part of something bigger. But not everyone will. Everyone has goals. But not everyone knows where to start. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. Are not everyone. We'll see you next time on the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland.